Good morning, Sean. Good morning, John. Today, let's talk about something I've been considering, which is how to design a school. And Sean, I want you to, you know, normally I, you know, if I say something or you say something, we present some idea. The other person... Is, is very quick to agree with it, and then we just kind of agree with one another for the rest of the, the discussion. Right. But I wanted to, to try, for the sake of our listeners and for the sake of drama and, you know, tension, we had the, you know, an episode before where we said we were going to try to debate um, and all that. But really here, we want to really explore this idea and do justice to it, not just uh, assume that it's correct. Uh, sure, yeah. Yeah. So my idea is that when you look at a school and the school is designed in a certain way, right? There's a certain structure there. And you could say it's the way you build a school. And I've come to the conclusion through my experience and deep thinking that a school must be designed around particular teachers, meaning those teachers that you have there on your faculty. If it's a new school and it's it's just starting, there have to be particular teachers in mind, whether it's one or two or however many who are the core of that school. And, and the school is designed around their strengths to some degree around their weaknesses, around their individual talents. Okay. So now, like, I guess the, a different design, which I think is the typical design that you see is a trying to design a system, right? Like a structure. Yeah. Certain policies, a hierarchy, uh, finding a curriculum, um, designing the program. Most of, I think, mostly the emphasis is normally put on on putting a program in place, and then the personnel are seen as kind of the parts that you fit into the program. Right, right. right. So yeah. my my claim is that is that that is sort of you know it's it's a nice idea, right? Like obviously theoretically, it it has a lot of appeal and it has a lot of benefits. But I think in reality, this is not the way schools. This is not where the schools have their have their value. It's not from programs and curriculums and policies, but from just those actual human beings who are there teaching. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> yeah. So what, what would someone who doesn't agree with that? What do you think they would say? <laughs> All right, let me let me let me see if I can get myself in that place. All right. Uh, so. Uh, well, I, I think immediately. So w- when I think about this, when when you bring this up, I think in terms of a small school is most most likely to be designed around uh, a couple of core teachers, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think the problem uh, that can arise from that, and and this may scale to larger schools, but let me just start with it there. Uh, the problem that can arise from that is that the uh, well, one, uh, you can easily be held hostage. Right as mm-hmm. uh, right. Uh, as an institution, the institution uh, loses power to the like uh, desires or whims of an individual person. Right, uh, and now of course in a small school with like a a founder that's like concerned about children, you don't expect something like that, or or a core group of teachers that are really concerned about children, you don't expect something like that. But my favorite, you know, sort of. Uh, uh, counterexample to that is the T.M. Landry uh, school, where mm-hmm. you had a small school uh, and it was uh, uh, unable to uh, do service to the to the young people because the uh, sort of militancy and uh, tyrannical nature of the founder. So, so this was uh, a school. Uh, this was a particular school in in uh, Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, in Louisiana. There it was kinda, in the news recently. Yeah, it was in the news. Well, it was in the news two years ago, I think, um, for like basically what they uncovered there. And like that, they're kind of well known for getting their kids into uh, Ivy leagues or. Prestigious schools and mm-hmm. 
and like ultimately over time it was uncovered that they were like really incredibly harsh on students like uh, uh, doing things that uh, you know bordered on what we would call like torturing them uh, for discipline like their discipline for discipline style, for, for poor grades style. for you know yeah. they had to they, they were really sort of a, a prep test kind of school like you, you they, they would get people in uh, because of the you know, because their scores were sufficient to get them in and so there was yeah. a lot of effort in that uh, and not a lot of uh, curriculum behind the scenes. Right. And so uh, I'm pretty sure this was 2000. Eight, 19. It was 2019 okay. when, when this story broke. Right. So the problem that you're pointing out there is when there's a lot of power in the yeah. hands of an individual personality who probably, uh, you know, designs the program itself on some narrow vision and sacrifices a lot of important things. And, and in this case, mistreats the student. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's a danger of putting the power in the hands of, of, of a person who's, let's say, not held accountable by some management structure or something which could be represented by lots of things like accreditation agencies or or just a school board or something like that. Right, right. And this school in particular wasn't accredited. Uh, and so, yeah, you could put it on that. But I, I think even in the accredited schools, you you could for sure get in a situation where uh, the, the interests of the persons, the individual persons that the school is designed around, uh, don't reflect the interests of the students. Uh, right. And, and that's the only, and, and so uh, this will be me, like that's the 100% place where you need to be concerned. That's that's the only party uh, that you need to, that's the party you need to first be concerned with. You obviously have to be concerned right. with parents, right. uh, but parents are, are secondary uh, yeah. in terms of, uh, of who's well being we're concerned about here so right all right so to to kind of a system uh, is safer i guess is what i is what i would argue it's a system's more consistent and it's, it's probably safer even if there's systemic right. problems right it's kind of a defense against individual um uh what's the word going to extremes or um yeah what's a good word for that sean <laughs> Excesses, uh, individual excess, excesses, yeah, because yeah. yeah. a system, yeah, exactly. And I think this is why people prefer systems as a as an organizing element in something like a school, like an organization, uh, is because of that fact that you can establish certain parameters within which things have to happen, right? And so, what I'm suggesting isn't the absence of of parameters, the absence of the absence of policies or anything like that. But I think what you're pointing to is something that is a risk of what I'm suggesting, which is uh, l- where the power lies in the school, yeah, yeah. right? And and it's it's basically a question of the power being located, um, you know, at some say upper levels of management or leadership that are typically absent from the 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 physical campus of the school, you know, who see the school <clears throat> who see the school in more of an abstract way, uh, uh, in a more of a let's say business model through the more of the lens of a business model or a corporate lens, typically from my from my experience. Uh, whereas a teacher represents the person who's there experiencing the actual activities of the school and the and who's directly in contact with the students uh, on a daily basis and who also represents the most authentic interests of education and learning compared to yeah. the other people who are involved in the school. And in, in fact, so, but I acknowledge there is there is risk there. And, and so the only kind of teacher that you would want to design a school around is a good teacher, right? So that's, that's one thing to start with. Now, there's a question of what's a good teacher? Uh, how can you tell? And those kinds of things. And, and that really takes us to a really philosophical question of what is the 
the purpose of education, right? What what are the goals of education? Uh, which you know, like I guess, yeah. So yeah, we can. But, I mean, can we just ahead. immediately cover the weakness here to sort of help you out? To, to, yeah. Which is that uh, when you design a school around a teacher, uh, you know, teachers are are, are uh, dynamic, and and ultimately teachers are mortal. To put it in really stark terms, <laughs> right? <Yeah>. So. <laughs> Uh, so, but poli- policies are immortal, right? Right. Policies and institutions can be immortal, right? Uh, by yeah, by 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 doing the the simple thing of of, of making teachers more plug and play, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So yeah, like, see, here's where I think. Um, the illusion there's a, there's a certain illusion or delusion that comes into play uh which is that is to think that a school is to want a school to be uh immortal right like like there's a certain uh, there's a desire there that if i think when people participate in setting up an institution they want to do it in a way where where it's immune to um, the problem of, of, you know, possibly being dissolved, failing, going out of business, not continuing and, and things like that. But I think and this is also I th- part of what points to why designing it around a teacher is better, because it's true. Like if you design around a teacher, that teacher may leave, that teacher may, uh, you know, things can happen to a human being, right, that Right. That mean that at at that time they were a good person to design the school around, but maybe those those circumstances change and they're not anymore. But um, but if you try to design a school around something else, you're designing it around uh, something that's not connected to the essential function of the school of of learning and education. And so you might create something that that is more uh, uh, you know impervious or or uh, can withstand uh, the you know natural changes that happen. But that thing that becomes um, lasting is just the institution, right? It's not it's not the learning in the classroom or the the situations for the students or uh, some it's not something with educational value, I guess is what I'm saying. And like we've referred to this in the past as the, you know, institutional interests, institutional ego. Right. And um, you can create I guess that's my point. You can create an institution that that lasts and that, um, you know, has built in mechanisms that prevent it from from failing when uh, human beings come and go or they die. You know, I don't mean to laugh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, right. But uh, but the the question is, what are those things that survive? You know, um, and, and what do they have to do with uh, with the learning that goes on in the classroom? And so th- designing the school around particular teachers in a way is embracing these these facts, these realities uh, of a school, which which I believe that even if you look at it this way, um, that if you have, a, let's say you have a core, you know, some let's say it's a small school and you have like three teachers. Right. Right. But let's say there are three pretty strong teachers. They're talented. They have, you know, but they're not perfect. They have strengths and weaknesses. They work together. And together they provide really rich and valuable learning opportunities for those students and achieve the real goals and purposes of education to to a large extent. Right. However, that's measured. Now, okay. if those three teachers leave, right, and yeah. three more teachers come, let's say the, the, the school itself as an institution survives and those three teachers leave and three other teachers come. And this is pretty philosophical, but I would say you have a different school now anyway. Yeah, but all right. But I think you're again, I totally agree now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but I think you're discounting uh, the sort of simplicity with which people identify. Uh, and, and so I'm thinking about like, uh, um, all right, so. 
this is going to sound maybe uh, it's not this yeah i need you to help make this sound better okay i'm not like presenting this <laughs> okay. as a direct challenge to you <laughs> right <laughs> all right but there's like uh there's an effort right that we have with children like a, a really a clear effort that we have with children to provide them with like a, a consistent basis uh to uh, sort of launch themselves into life so that right. they're 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 not they don't feel like they're surrounded with like too much uncertainty you know of course we put a lot of value in like uh, a stable family life that's uh right. that's supportive of their growth and like for a child uh so so like uh you know my own uh daughter she had a uh you know she's in montessori and so she runs into these she's in these classes for three years at a time these classrooms for three years at a time and after a second year in her you know a preschool class uh one of the two teachers left mm-hmm. and uh and so it's like <laughs> and then a new teacher came in that was very different and so yeah she had a very different classroom right but yeah. in a really simple level she was just identifying with the school she's like right. oh you know it's sad that that right and and so and so she didn't really be like she she might have understood it at some level but she still understood she was going to the same place the same location right. the same classroom right. and so so people identify at a, at a really like simple level uh consistency and that's i think what gets valued when an institution is just like oh well you know we lost our core teachers i guess we need to like call ourselves a different school yeah no 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 we, right. we still have the yeah um, and, and there's a actually let me give you another example there's a prestigious school uh, in our area that has a very uh you a fairly new uh, uh administrative um staff uh in place and um and, and they uh and so they they'll have to uh, uh come together and like figure out how to work as a team where's like they're like they're all in like you know a pretty new situation relatively new in, in terms of like a school that's been around uh and has some prestige but they've got that sort of prestige and tradition that sort you know that puts pressure upon them to like get you know figure it out you know you're not there right. to change the school you're there to figure out what the what's important about the school and right. maintain it for right to carry for it the forward. sake yeah. of the wider community right right yeah and i'm not see what i'm saying is not not that radical you know to that extent where i'm saying that the school shouldn't have an identity as an organization you know as an institution or for example when i say that if those three teachers leave and three more teachers come you you know and practically you have a new school it's not to say that the school itself should be changed or or people should consider it a new school but i'm pointing to like just a uh, a reality, you know, like, like, I guess it, it's a matter of, of where you're focusing your attention. Right. And so if I, I what I, I guess what I'm saying is if you, if you focus your attention on what really are the most important things happening at the school, it's a different school, right? If you focus your attention on these um, secondary things, which that doesn't mean they're not important at all, but I would say like the, the, you know, lasting identity of the school, the heritage of the school, the, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, now I'm saying like as an institution, not as a community. That's a different matter, I think. You know, because a community has to do with relationships between people, right? Um, 
And that would be there anyway. Like even if you changed the name of the school, uh, if it was all the same people there, right, the community would still exist. Uh, so yeah, I guess the point I'm making is is a very you know, <laughs> like maybe too fine of a point that maybe it doesn't really you know almost gets reduced to not mattering. Right. But yeah, that's what my excellent debating skills have done to you. You're, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're defending yeah, a position that no longer right. matters, John. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but but the reason why I still maintain that it matters is because. Really, the only place you'll see this, or the the main place you see this, is in the is in the attitude and approach of the management of the school. Uh, in that, um, because yeah, like the difference between what I'm talking about and like a school that's that's designed around a curriculum and a program and you know some tradition and and an institutional uh, component, and a school that's designed around particular teachers is not it's not so much a difference in the way it would look or you know like your daughter going to that school or any child going to that school would not think that you know there's a different school or something like that they would understand that this is I'm going to the same school right um, the difference would be in really in where the pow- where a lot of power and control is placed uh, it, where the value is placed where for example um, if there's a good teacher or, or a, a set of good teachers a lot of value would be in, would be placed in in making it easier for them to do their job meaning like and and to a large extent their job would be determined by by their through their judgment and their expertise right and this is different than a school that's designed uh around uh you know, a program or a system, because that system is more important than a lot of times than the um, prerogative or, or the judgment uh, or the conclusions that uh, an individual teacher may come to about what needs to be done. Now, of course, this could the fear. The problem with this is it introduces maybe potentially an element of chaos. Right. Right. Because right. like the, the system designed school is like this model of order. Right. And yeah. predictability. Yeah. And, and that's what People, you know, a lot of people seem to really desire it from education. <laughs> well, and and, and let's say like, yeah, let me let me jump in here because like yeah. we've had. Uh, right, let me let me rephrase this. Uh, I've seen, <laughs> uh, like, uh, I, I guess my experience is is that there's a lot of pressure, like uh, in a situation where uh, you find out a teacher is going to leave. Um, it's typically in the spring, right? Uh, yeah. A, a teacher that people like and that you know that has a strong identification with the school right um, there's a there's a real desire from the administrative side to have like a replacement in place before the announcement is even made yeah uh, so that uh, um, so that the the hopefully the more strongly identified administrators present like this uh like oh so and so's out this person's in right right and, and okay so I'm gonna stop like pretending to disagree with you a little bit okay but I <laughs> I'll try to do my okay. job <laughs> this right. is exhausting um, <laughs> it's like I, I let, let me uh, uh but. But but I get that. Like I, as an administrator, I get that you don't want uh, um, you don't want the the uh, the school population to be. Uh, you you want to kind of control the response to this. Right. You want to say like ah, you know, this is you know, so and so is moving on to to you know try your hand at whatever, and this person's coming in who's even more amazing. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Don't don't right? worry. Yeah, we yeah, already don't got worry, this. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> and uh, and this can work. Like, that can work fine. But but there's yeah. a couple of problems with it. What It can work fine only if the administrator is more strongly identified as, like, a credible source of the school's, like, ethos right. uh, than the teacher. And then, uh, and then the other thing that 
it, but the, the sort of problem with it is, is that like it kind of like uh, it kind of asks the popu- the general, the community that's served by the school to uh, to say, oh, you know, that person, it doesn't really matter. That person's yeah. out. Someone else is in. Right. Which I think is was really unfortunate because I, I, I think I've talked to you about like. <laughs> well, I, I know I've talked to you about the the appropriate yeah. response to when a good right. teacher leaves. Yeah, yeah, right. And I and that saddens me that uh, that we so often just sort of like act like oh, we're on top of it. We got a new person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a kind of um, yeah, exactly like to me. It's a it's it's a bit of being in denial. Uh, just it's a coping mechanism almost. Like right. uh, it's an institutional. And, and I guess, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, institutional coping mechanism for you know against the the unpredictability of of life, <laughs> you know, like the, right, right. the the chaos, the natural disorder that exists, uh, you know, in life, and and it's almost like the institution of of the school is is this fortress trying to set up a fortress against you know right. those things, right? And um and which is fine, like I. I also personally really like order and predictability and, you know, routines and, you know, and, yeah. and those types of things. Like, I'm not against those at, at all. Um, but I guess, yeah, there's a sort of realism that needs to be there. Like, just anything. Like, you you know, of course we prefer order, right, uh, to a large extent. Especially when, when it's something that you're doing together. It, you know, it's an organization. There's, there's a, uh, co- a lot of cooperation necessary. A lot of trust, right, is required. Then order goes a long way towards towards helping those things. Yeah. But when you start preferring order to the extent that you you lose sight of what what's really valuable, you know, and what's what's really important because you don't you because you're afraid of if you start realizing how valuable that thing is, then when you lose it or when you have to replace it or you know, it, it starts to come under question, then that's going to make you uh, you know, hurt your trust, right? Like hurt your your faith in this institution, right? That uh, and and the faith of the community in the institution. But I think this is just, you know, this is one of those I'll just have to be the you know person telling the hard truths <laughs> yeah. know, that, that everybody needs to just accept and you know uh because if we if you do then then you can focus on what's really valuable at the school which which you know I'm claiming are those individual teachers these individual people who are there you know with their intention to help children develop and learn uh you know and the ones who are good at what they do who care about what they do uh who are working with the children every day these are the most important people there and when you lose one or or two and when there's some turnover in those it it's like it's a big deal, you know, and that changes the school. Right. And right. Uh, so my, my point, actually, the, the upside to what I'm proposing, like, like if you design a school this way, the upside is you would have less turnover. That's what I predict, you know. And in, in fact, your school, less school theoretically would become a magnet for for talented, you know, sincere teachers uh, and uh, and a place for teachers to grow and develop. Yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah. it would it would become like actually like a a you know, a place of where where great teachers are developed because that would it would be a place where they're valued, right? Um, and now, like another thing I want to say is is designing a school around teachers is kind of it's really what needs to happen is a school needs to be designed around the students, right? Like that's that would be the kind of ultimate thing. But but here, that, I guess the reason why I'm choosing teachers rather than students is for the same reasons because of the transitory nature of the the presence of the you know the students there. Right. That like to a large degree students have to be generalized right because um because it's it's the you know the student uh is is constantly moving through the school right and then and then eventually moving out of the school and at every stage this student is is has different needs uh 
you know, is at a different stage of development. So it's not really possible to design it around particular students, right? Like, but the teacher, but the, the, the only person who has that ability is the teacher, I would say, to make the, yeah. the program itself, the classroom itself, responsive to individual students. But the only way that they can do that is if they're empowered uh, to do that. And they're not yeah. empowered to do that if you design a school around a system. Uh, around a what? A system or, you know, a program oh, a rather than... Yeah. Yeah, than yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I think the... Uh, just a sort of a distinction maybe worth uh, drawing here is is that like the uh, an educational system or an educational approach that's uh, designed around a student we would call probably tutoring right right it's uh, you know the whole idea of a school uh, I think presumes that you've got uh, that you're trying to provide some sort of standard uh, uh, from the uh, uh, from the adult world for the for the the, the youthful world right uh, and that there's something that needs to be passed from uh, um, from the adults to the youth whereas I think the the designing around the students which I, uh, has its own uh, I think virtues and merits I think we wouldn't I mean you could call it a school right but Right, <laughs> but, but but it, it then was, it would really it, be constantly changing. It right? would be were, like it would, it, to the point that like you you wonder why you would even have walls, <laughs> right? Like, like, right? You know, there's uh, uh, there's such dynamism in young people that uh, I mean, I think it's more appropriate to think of that as a tutoring, um, you know, yeah, r- rather than a, a schooling. So, but that's you know that's a silly distinction whether or not to worry about that is entirely up to anyone who ever listens to this but <laughs> uh, but but can i can i can i uh add uh, now that i'm in agreement with you can i add my my point about the the proper way and improper ways to to deal with uh, teachers who leave yes because i feel like this is something that is, is it's been upsetting to me as a teacher and i yeah, i'm generally accounted a good teacher i don't know that i'm especially good from a technical standpoint uh, but i tend to to uh, create like a lot of uh, of, of affection right? right like amongst the students and and I mean, we've talked about this in, in earlier episodes. And, and so my ability to actually deliver content, I think, is totally questionable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but I, for some reason, you know, my personality works as like a, as a sort of a, a good emotional backstop for the students where they can. Uh, right. You know, right. They, it makes they, them they feel good me. about being yeah. there, about yeah, being right. in your class and, and at the right. school, which can I just before you continue, if I just can just point out that like. This is also what I'm talking about is is like like valuing designing around individual teachers would see in someone like you that this is a strength that you have. And now I think you're downplaying a bit, you know, like the delivery of content part. But but let's say if that's the if that were the case. Right. Then this is a teacher that you want to have at your school. And and you would you would you know, it, it would be understood what strengths this teacher has. And, and as a part of a you know, faculty team, like that's what I, I guess what I'm saying is, is you would see what strengths you have and then you would you would make your, your school program responsive to those strengths in a way where it, it maximizes those. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, it, yeah. It, it, um, yes. What, I, I think and one would like to be valued in such a way. Right. Right. Where we're not just, you know, you're, yes, you're, you're going through your professional development. You're trying to improve where you can. But your strengths are always forefront. They're always at right. uh, uh, the first consideration of, of administration. And presumably the reason they hired you isn't to turn you into a different kind of person or different right. kind of teacher, but to embrace the strengths. So, right. Uh, but yeah, so what I was going to say is, is that what's been upsetting over like really years 
<laughs> is that uh, when teachers leave, there's sometimes this response of like, uh, oh, that person, that person like turned against us. That person. Right. Uh, uh, just some betrayal could, feeling of. That betrayal or that person just couldn't hang, you know, like all sorts of like. Yeah. Huh? They quit on yeah. the team. Quit on the team. Right. Um, the, the kids, they were too tough on that person. Right. Yeah. And, right. uh, and this, this goes for like all sides, you know, like, I mean, I've worked with, with teachers who I've accounted as very good and teachers who I, I think are, are kind of, uh, maybe in the wrong profession, but, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but in, in any case, like I, I've never encountered a, a teacher and I've, I've got some extremes in my <laughs> Sort of in my <laughs> that I could draw upon here, but I've never encountered, encountered a teacher where there's not at least one kid uh, who was affected positively uh, yeah. by that teacher, you know, or or like there's something about that teacher that, that the kid responded to, right? And um, and so uh, and, and obviously a school can't operate that well by keeping a teacher on that only one kid likes, right? Right. <laughs> that, 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 that 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 can be a problem, but but yeah. the point is 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 that if someone leaves, Leaves, the, the the appropriate response is to recognize that we've had this loss, like we've right. had a loss. Yeah. Uh, and and I've equated my own response, like when a when someone that I think is really valuable to the school leaves, my own, my own response is very similar <laughs> to like mourning. Yeah. A death. Yeah. Uh, and you go through uh, a grieving process. Yeah. I, I, yes. Absolutely. And I, I and I have to work through that because if I don't, then I'm just going to resent like the replacement, right? Because there's <laughs> yeah. inevitably going to be a replacement, right? Um, and uh, uh, or or I might, you know, but I think what happens a lot of times is that like there's sort of this uh, the replacement who comes in the shadow of someone who's been there and really <laughs> made an impact. Right. Uh, then that replacement uh, feels like like if the if the tone isn't proper, then that replacement uh, person feels like, oh, I need to like uh, establish why I'm so incredible. Yeah. And and instead of instead of like coming in with a more a humble attitude, there's the, like I've seen this. Oh God, I've seen this countless times of like, oh, that teacher that was <laughs> that used to be here, you know. Didn't didn't do this this or this right and right like, yeah yeah start exposing yeah. Yeah, and it might be true it might be right. true but it's like right. but you know what like you know it was a good human being and now yeah. you're like stooping to this level of like talking about someone who's not there uh, it, it's really it really saddens me to when I see that but I I, yeah. I, I see it often right and. Yeah. Um, uh, and I and I struggle myself with it with certain personalities who who leave. Like so, I'm not like holier than thou. Right. right uh, yeah. No, I can think of times when I've you know unfortunately yeah, I've engaged in such be- yeah. behavior. <laughs> I've celebrated <laughs> like departures for sure. Uh, but uh, but I think it's I I think what it is from like my own leadership perspective now. I realize that like uh, my celebration of anyone who leaves uh, is basically always inappropriate because uh like i've never encountered like satan incarnate <laughs> in a classroom and so yeah. since since there's always someone who's affected i just you know i need to be uh, uh even when i'm celebrating it internally i still need to uh, appreciate that there's going to be a grieving process for for those who are most closely attached to right, um, right. To, to those people yeah yeah definitely it's um 
It is interesting to see, like, um, you know, to think of teaching colleagues that I've had who really I, I couldn't, you know, their style and approach was so different uh, uh, from mine that to think of students like enjoying their class was just right. almost, like inconceivable <laughs> to me, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, no. but then something would happen. I have would happen to you know hear some students talking about that teacher or or you know happen to walk into their class or something like that, and I would see students genuinely enjoying it, and I would be like, huh, so it is, you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. I'm not the be all end all of <laughs> right, right. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's tough. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's sort of the the natural thing that I think is easy to assume when you're a teacher because you're always just in your classroom. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to always go observe other classrooms. Like no one really wants to do that. <laughs> um, certainly not after a couple of years of teaching when you realize, oh, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm master of this domain here uh, <laughs> right. in the classroom and I'm going to uh, appreciate how much the kids appreciate my class. Uh, right. Yeah, it can, you can get on an ego trip. Uh, right, yeah. But, but I was going to say like the reason I started thinking about this idea of designing a school around particular teachers and I also I don't know if I uh, differentiated this enough from the idea of designing it around teachers in general which is a you know a necessity of a school so you know that's obvious that you have to you know design your school around having teachers right so what I mean is you know particular teachers Um, but the reason it it became uh, you know a, a question for me and something I was thinking about is because of my experience in seeing how you know, management of a school is approached and, and, and trying to design a school, especially for growing into the future and but also for, for whatever circumstances it, it faces at the moment, is there's this kind of idea that you don't want to um, customize too much, right, around uh, any particular person, because if that person leaves, then it's going to leave you in a very vulnerable position, right? Because you might, the, the replacements that you get might not be able to do the same things that 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 person was able to do or might have a different way that they prefer to do things. And now you have to change your program, change your system uh, to match that that new personality. Whereas if you can set things up in a very generic way where whoever comes in, you can expect them to, to do this job in this particular way. And like just one example of how this manifests itself is is in a set, you know, like a prescribed curriculum, even down to the level of, of like lessons, right? That's like, uh, you know, for example, a, a, an English class that's very prescribed and, and lays down even week by week what lessons are to be given, which topics are to be, you know, covered. This, the whole point of this is that now you can say we can bring in any competent teacher, right? right. And they'll come in and do this job the same way it was done last year, the same way it was done the year before, even if these were three right. different people you know, three different years. And um, so to me, that's that's really like a, a model that's not designed around particular teachers. Obviously, it's designed around a, a program, which which is is and it's what it's attempting to do is it's attempting to, um, you know, yeah, let me make, make the school, um, you know, impervious, I guess, to to these, these changes. Right. But what the the downside of that is that a teacher who comes in and that class, that particular class that year, let's say there's just a teacher for one year. Right. There's a potential that there of what could happen with that teacher based on their strengths, based on their interests, based on their passions, based on the way that they will connect with these students in their class that can only be, you can only tap into that potential by uh, allowing that teacher to uh, follow those interests that they have, to approach the topic in a way that's interesting to them, right? And uh, and to me, that's where the, you know, so-called magic happens, <laughs> right? Right. Is where, where right. the 
the curiosity and the the passion and the you know talents of the teacher meet with the needs of the students and that's not something you can predict it's not something you can prescribe it's just something that that has to happen and um, not every teacher is is ready even for that to happen and and to me that's what differentiates uh, a strong teacher from one who is not as developed uh, and so anyway my, my point is is that if you if you prescribe everything you know, in order to defend against changes in teachers and for in the name of scalability of your school, if you're looking at growing and adding grades and adding, you know, classes and increasing enrollments, then this is what you're sacrificing. You know, you're, you're sacrificing this, your school as being a place where this real, you know, educational um, uh, activity, you know, this magic, I'll just use the word magic <laughs> for shorthand. Uh, and, and so that's, that's where this, you know, my concern about this comes from is that right. what you're losing by, by trying to instill a high level of order in, in the school through through focusing on the program. Well, and and uh, and <laughs> so this, yeah. So let me let me add to that. <laughs> the, you know, in the future, you really you should debate yourself. But um, but uh, to add to that, uh, I like I as a teacher am far more likely to stay at a school that does like that responds to my um to my abilities yeah uh, and and i think like there's this there's a bit of a, a the the administrator has the double desire of and i'm speaking as an administrator here of being able to replace somebody because when when you do because i <laughs> my school we very much are designed around uh well some some programs are very much designed around teachers right um and uh, I don't want to create <laughs> widespread panic for anyone <laughs> who's listening who might send their kids to, to the school. But yeah, like if you know, there's a couple of people. If they left, I would be like, oh boy, <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what am I going to do? Right. Uh, but uh, but I know from conversations that uh, uh, oh man, this knock on wood time here. <laughs> that what actually makes the school attractive is is that. Uh, you know, while we're a small school, we're, we're you know, uh, we don't have like all the money in the world or anything, but we're not treating the teacher as though uh, he or she is just a, a plug and play kind of person. Yeah. We're saying you want to do this. Well, by all means, let's right. let's make that happen. Right. Uh, let's let's give you an opportunity to do that. And uh, and so, yeah. And so you end up developing programs over time and you feel really exposed because yeah. you've got, oh, I've got this program in place that like it really only feels like, uh, you know, Mr. Uh, X. <laughs> <laughs> Former spy. Can, <laughs> retired. Yeah, retired yeah, <laughs> can fulfill. And yeah. it's like, wow, well, I should really like, I should make him standardize his program so that if he leaves, we don't have to give up the program. Yeah. But really what I've done is I, I've made the whole thing less attractive by asking him to standardize it and to bottle right. the magic. Which which he can't do, right? Yeah, which right. which people actually just can't do. So I, I would assert that as just like a truth, right? Uh, uh, there's no lesson plan that that can get the magic through, right? Yeah, yeah, and it puts you in a vulnerable position as an institution, right? Because now a lot right. of power lies in this person's hand. If if you keep allowing them to do that, right, then then a significant portion of your program is is really dependent on that person and they can even start potentially making demands. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's just yeah. A, to me that's just a natural that's it's just like a natural thing that 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's kind of you, you. Those are just those are just realities you have to accept. You can't sit there and and like wish that you could have you know an amazing part of your program based on a really talented teacher and not expect that for that person to then you know have some power. Right. Right. You know, and uh, so this is why I think it's just a sort of fantasy kind of thinking um, to think that you can have because I think uh, you know. Uh, most would agree that that that's reaching a potential for a school that that you know is um is exceptional and great right like but it's a fantasy to think that you can achieve things like that that you could have a school that where things like that are possible but still maintain control and uh you know like hedge your bets against the uh you know, insecurity caused by the possibility of teachers leaving, uh, you know, the po- the possibility of teachers, um, you know, be- gaining more power in their position to, you know, to influence things at the school. Right. Uh, and, and all those. And, you know, um, I think those are just natural things that are going to happen and you either accept them or you don't. And then to the extent that you try to to stop them from happening is the extent to which you're actually stopping the magic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm really starting to appreciate the prestige and <laughs> accidental. <laughs> like, you mean the movie, like the parallel. prestige? Yeah, the movie, the prestige. Okay, so can you ex- what? Yeah. It, can you explain the? Yeah. The... Well, I mean, yeah, just the. Uh, now, of course, we're. Uh, uh, I, I I will carefully avoid spoilers for anyone yeah. who hasn't seen this movie. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a movie review. A, it's, it's just a, so enjoy. Yes, <laughs> we'll do a movie review of the Prestige. Um, uh, but but just from the standpoint of there's this there's this moment where uh, someone who's part of the act, yeah. or the magic act, uh, realizes that he actually has a lot of power. Right. Like. Uh, in fact, so much power as to that that um, the I, I can't remember the the name of the uh, of the guy that Michael Keaton plays, but uh, or the, the title. Um, yeah, but it's, it's not Michael Keaton, is it? It's is it? No, it's Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Yeah, yeah, Michael Caine. That Michael Caine plays. Um, uh, but but Michael Caine's like we have to we have to stop doing this act. Or this yeah. this trick because right. we've lost control of it, and so he's he's like coming in from this like really important important and understandable like viewpoint, right. yeah, which is exactly what we're arguing in schools, like right, uh, yeah, you you uh, you can find yourself in that position where although I just <laughs> I just don't encounter teachers who are uh, <laughs> of a similar disposition as this guy in the prestige right, who's just yeah. like <laughs> drunk with literally drunk and also like thirsting for power right yeah uh, yeah looking so, to exploit exploit his right situation. looking to exploit right it's just doesn't you know I mean there there's certainly people out there that that uh, do that in the teaching profession yeah tragic as it is it's it's just incredibly rare so um so Actually, people who enter the teaching profession, a lot of times they're your best bet for like <laughs> uh, get, putting them in a position where uh, they potentially have a lot of power. But uh, but, you know, you still um, and you don't but you don't want to be exploited by them. So, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like a defense mechanism. Like right. all of this is like, yeah, it's, it's based it's on all... on some pessimism about teachers. Right. And pro- right. probably pessimism about human beings in general. This is one thing that I right, find yeah. is that is that these controlling systems of education are pessimistic about the students, pessimistic about the, the teachers, uh, just in general, pessimistic about human beings. And um, th- and the flip side of that is like 
when you start arguing for more autonomy for students, autonomy for teachers, more agency for them, it's always it always it's always based on an optimism about what they're going to do with that, right? And um, and yeah, I, I agree with you. Like now, of course, like if if you put teachers, if you put more power in the hands of teachers, then that's where that risk is going to be. The risk of exploitation right. is going to be coming from teachers. But if you take the power out of the hands of the teachers, that power is going somewhere. It's not like this power disappears, right? And it goes up the chain <laughs> up the hierarchy into the hands of administrators or, you know, consultants or, you know, board board members or, or whoever is above, you know, there. And, and it's going to be in someone's hands. And then that's where the risk of exploitation is going to lie. You can't get rid of that risk, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. you might, in my like, to me, you might as well place that, locate that risk in, in the hands of people who, who aren't really, you know, like people don't normally go into education to, you know, <laughs> right, <laughs> to yeah. enrich themselves. And like, like the, you know, like the, probably the chances of it getting into the hands of someone who's just going to, you know, get drunk with that power, you know, right? <laughs> it's, it's much less there than it is like at an administrative or like, you know, right, higher right. level of the school. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for sure. It's like, and not to, not to cast teachers as like saints. It's yeah, just, of course. Yeah. It doesn't, it, it just doesn't tend to attract that kind of, the, the profession doesn't tend to attract someone who's like you said, enrich themselves. You mean like, uh, through wealth and right, right, power. Yeah, yeah, they, right. Yeah. 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 Game. Yeah. 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 Like a lot of times, it, it's, wealth it, yeah. It's, it's a, lot of, a lot of times, it's an, an enriching uh, desire. Right, yeah, but yeah. It's more of uh, through human interaction. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like it's yeah. The, the, if someone wants to, you know, become famous or, you know, have a lot of prestige again or wealth, uh, going teaching is not you know not typically the way. That's the exception more than the rule. Um, or like yeah. Anyway, whatever. Like, um, but yeah, my point is you you're not going to get rid of that risk of someone exploiting their power and, you know, abusing it and um, to the detriment of the school. And uh, so, yeah, but I, I do like the, the prestige, the you know, the um, connection with the movie w- that you made. Um, yeah. Like if you want the magic to happen, then you're going to have to uh, give up some control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and which is yeah. actually paradoxical too, because like you know, with the, in the case of magicians, like it's so much about control anyway, right? I don't know in right. the case of teaching, it's you know, so maybe the the, the, the parallels break down there, but well, yeah, I, I mean, I think it does break down, but I, I just enjoyed that you used the term magic, and, and yeah, and then right, it yeah. just popped in my head when you yeah, brought up good. power. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. All right, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah. Well, I hope I uh, I hope I helped you develop that a little bit, uh, at least on the front end. From yeah, the, definitely. Yeah, that was the, the cautious administrator viewpoint, which I can I can pretty easily adopt. I get it. Yeah. Because I feel I feel that exposure all the right. time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, and I would say like going into next year, <laughs> like this, we should review <laughs> this <laughs> one year from now because uh, I'm you know COVID has sort of given me a a, a creative. Uh, opportunity here yeah. with the uh, scheduling going forward uh, that I think I didn't realize until I got forced into making like COVID schedules. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I'm pretty much doubling down on the idea of designing around teachers <laughs> and like, uh, you know, from the, you know, not the, not the, uh, not to say that teachers only teach exactly what they want, but to make sure teachers are teaching what they want. Like to to ensure that if you want to teach something, that you are going to teach that. Right. Uh, and so I, I'm, but it's like it's fraught with risk. I mean, <laughs> is that is that 
I feel really exposed with this this new schedule that I'm that I'm creating. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. The question of risk is 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 there for sure, and and I guess um, you know it's easy for me to say, <laughs> right? But maybe. Maybe if you want a great school, you, you know, like you have to accept those risks. You know, there's no way to have a great, have a good school safely, right, without <laughs> yeah. risks. Yeah. <laughs> th- th- thanks for, yeah. I mean, I'm just now realizing the total political implications of what I'm publicly saying here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so thanks for, <laughs> thanks for pointing out that that's the, you know, that's the, that's the effort uh, because <laughs> right. it is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the, like in my mind, the effort is to do nothing less than have the best school. Yeah, and I know, like, you know, I, I know that's sort of a weird, like, competitive thing that's sort of just you know driving some of my some of my thinking. But it's also like it comes from the fact that like I really like enjoy the, the, the students, and I want right. them to just yeah. like to to walk away from their uh, right. their secondary educational experience, just like wow, that was you know that was that was a really enjoyable place for me to be. You right. know, it was a good yeah. part of my life right uh, you actually deliver on the thing that like when i was growing up like people oh the best years of my life were high school and, I, and i'm like miserable in a corner and i'm like i don't understand this how's this your best years yeah 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 and i, I just want to point out that you know best the best possible school or the best school doesn't necessarily have to be mean, means like better than all the other schools. It's just the best of the possible yeah, schools yeah. that that your school yeah. could be, right? Right, and, right. Uh, yeah. And that's what Once I think again, every school is. Yeah, it should be after. <laughs> yeah, is that? <laughs> yes, I, I, I appreciate you. I feel like you're you're making my statements less uh, radical seeming, or and so I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all right. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> I think this is. As usual, yeah, you know, like this is for I, I think, you know, what I'm starting to realize and not to, you know, alienate our listeners, who, however many there may be out there. But but like the, you know, the benefit of this, like we, you know, we started off in, in our first episode talking about this is that how uh, it really helps us to work through these things. And this is something that, you know, that came to me like this, this uh idea of, you know, what does it mean to design it around a school around teachers and, and the opposite of how that creates harm. And so this discussion has really helped me to, you know, kind of work through that and, and see what do I really mean? Like, what what is it that I'm really um, thinking about and what are the implications of that? So this has been very helpful for that. All right. Well, good, good. Well, right. I certainly, I, I always come to new insights with our discussions. So I appreciate it. Appreciate the topic. Yes. yes. All right. So thank you. Well, we thank our listeners for for joining us again and thank you Sean. Yeah, thanks John. All right. <laughs>